This is the Restless Mama Podcast. Authentic conversations about the mess and magic of motherhood. I'm your host, Celine Marley. Do you find motherhood hard sometimes? Do you struggle with finding balance in parenthood, your career, relationships and lifestyle? Are you a new mum who still just tries to figure it all out? This is the podcast for you. Every week, we provide you with inspiring stories and helpful resources for mamas just like you. So you know you're not alone. And hopefully, this also empowers you to find your unique balance. Because a mama's mental health is the most important of all. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to this week's episode of the Restless Mama podcast. I'm so excited to share with you another episode with a beautiful mama um, who I actually have never met in person because I connected with her through a former co-worker of mine and he kept banging on about his beautiful wife and all the things that she does and I instantly felt very connected with her already although we've never met um, and this is why I wanted her on the show to share her experience and story with all of you. She's a world traveler, doula and currently pregnant with her second child whilst also studying midwifery. All right Elise welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, just to start, I already kind of gave a little bit introduction, but what are you doing now? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, um, so I guess at the moment I am balancing a few different things. Um, I am a mother of a little two and a half year old Jasper and then um, we're expecting another baby in September this mm. year. Um, and at the same time, I'm a, um, a student, a student of of many different things, but I'm at university at the moment um, studying midwifery. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Beautiful. When you say you're a student of many things, tell me about that. What, what else? <laughs> um, well, I just feel like that's kind of been my life path is continuously learning and studying. And I've been on a few different um, roads with that. So, um, I guess I started, um, looking for what it was that I was passionate about and mm. what I wanted to get into. And I started a degree in the U S um, in integrative health. Yeah. And then, um, when I was pregnant with Jasper, I, um, became really passionate about birth and motherhood and, um, that whole transition and studied to become a, a doula. Mm. And I love, I love that. And so I kind of put the other stuff on hold for a little bit and um, and that's when I got into midwifery and we moved to Australia and I just feel like I'll be a student forever. Just love, I love it and I'm always learning. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I very much agree with that. It's like <laughs> if you ever stop learning, then you die. That's when you die. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I agree. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, with studies, tell me about like for the people that don't know, um, what's the difference between a doula and a midwife? Okay, yeah. So um, it's a good question and a lot of people ask me that. Um, so a doula, there are a few different kinds of doulas. So, um, you know, it can encompass 
um, the prenatal period and then also birth, like being there in labor and birth and then also the um, postpartum period. Yeah. Um, and it's really like an emotional support person for the woman. So it's, um, you know, you take away everything that a midwife does in terms of um, the medical side of it um, and those kind of checks and um, things. And a doula mm. is more that emotional support. So in birth, which is what um, I did most of my work in, um, you're there just supporting the woman um, through that process. So whether it be using, you know, essential oils, massage, or a bozo, um, and, you know, giving them that kind of strength that they need at times. Um, a lot of the times that, you know, women just find that power in themselves and they don't, they don't even need you. And you just kind of sit back and you're there and holding space for them when they, when they need you. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of different. It's, um, it's really different, but it's also really similar. It just, Mm. yeah, it's, it's a great, a great profession. Um, and then midwifery is just going that little bit further into, you know, obviously being there, um, in that medicalized yeah. way as well. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful combination though too, isn't it? Because I feel like I, I was very, very lucky with the midwives we have here in our little coastal town. Yeah. They very much yeah. let us just be or let me be and they were fantastic in that way there was not much intervention at all where I find you know then with a doula you have all this emotional support or whatever you know whatever they um they need or need they they see whatever you need but then having that combination I think is fantastic because you can just you have the the basically qualifications of both you know the spiritual but also the medical one which is um, yeah mm, mm. yeah it's really nice and I I have noticed as well that's one reason I wanted to study midwifery in Australia um because I I did my uh, doula training in the U.S. where doulas are you know they're everywhere and they're just um you know a big part of women's birth um mm. over there and then um midwifery here is just they have a lot of the same philosophies about you know how they view birth and everything so when I moved here I was quite surprised that you know not every um not as many women I guess use a doula because Mm. they have this midwife that has kind of all of those same philosophies and ways of thinking and um you know that's they they do encompass that spiritual emotional um as well as physical process of birth that you know, I guess women feel supported enough that maybe they don't um, necessarily go in search of a doula, like in the US where it's a little bit more obstetric um, midwifery and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I also feel like that Australia, in a little bit of a way, still they want that certification on your qualifications. It's <laughs> like, you know, that, that where's the, your your uni degree? It kind of, it, it needs to, yeah. like, I think there is a lot, a big part, like thinking about Byron around that. And because I live there, there's definitely a lot of really great health and spiritual work that um and such um, a high quality in their their work that that is done but then I feel like a big part especially now kind of being in regional Victoria people look at you funny if you talk about more some people not <laughs> not uh, how do, did you feel that like when people when when um 
when people say, oh, well, so what's a doula? I don't understand. And then you basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us about your experience. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, a lot of people were really interested about it. Like, mm. oh, I've never heard of that. Like, tell me more. Um, I haven't experienced like too many people saying, oh, that, you know, that's strange or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely have had a lot of people ask a bunch of questions like, oh, you worked as a doula, you know, what did you do? And, you know, um, I haven't heard of that here in Australia or, you know, that, that sounds like, you know, why do you need that kind of person in birth? And mm. it's just like a new, it's definitely a new idea for a lot of people. For yeah. Sure. Um, but that, like you said, it, it depends on where you live. Like, you know, there are those areas of Australia and anywhere in the world where um, it's just, you know, that, that community of people are really open to those sorts of things. Yes. And then, you know, in the bigger cities, maybe certain pockets are just have never heard of Correct. Um, that kind of stuff. So it just depends on where you are, I guess. Yeah. 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 I agree. Absolutely. <coughs> Um, now another thing that I always ask, because I think it is such a big, um, thing in motherhood is like, how has motherhood changed you personal, but also career wise? Oh, it's such a big question. Um, <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> yeah. Um, wow. It, for me, it's, it's really hard to, um, to describe with words, I guess, um, I never expected it to be um, quite as transformative as, as it was. Mm. Um, I, I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to have a baby and be raising this human and that's huge and you yeah. know it's going to be different. But I guess on an individual level, just um, the changes I saw in myself were quite profound and, um, and what I learned through that process was more than I ever expected. Um, yeah, it it's been pretty powerful for me um, just in the sense that everything kind of came together. Um, we, like Jasper wasn't planned at all. So mm. it wasn't like we were planning on starting a family anytime soon. It was kind of just a bit of a surprise. And there was a big process with that where I was like, oh, I didn't even like, we knew maybe we wanted to have a family, but I'd never really like decided that when it would happen. And so, um, when I found out it was like kind of shocking <laughs> yeah I had to process that a lot and oh am I how am I going to do this but um then that kind of dealing with those like really strong emotions and that and that process and everything I just I learned so much about myself and mm. um and then in terms of career it's like that's when I um, a light went off and I was like, this is what I've been called to do. Like I want to support women. I want to be there for women um, on this journey and, you know, being able to witness that transformation in other women um, for me is like just an honour and also, um, you know, what like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it all just kind of came together and connected mm. and, yeah, it was really definitely trans transformational for me yeah sure sure <laughs> is we were exactly the same i think once we um i still remember this this time when um when i realized i was pregnant and i went to my partner and we both actually lied on the ground for a few minutes and just <laughs> didn't speak <laughs> Like what? Yeah. It's not always, you know, like how you always have that typical moment in in the movies and the the women is the woman is ecstatic and the guy is crying and everyone is so happy and um it's not always like that. <laughs> no, it, it really isn't. I mean, I 
like, yeah, it was surprising. We just got married. Kenny mm. um, had like recently left a job. So he was looking for work and, you know, things were just like not, you know, as you would imagine the perfect timing. Mm. Like, there never, there never is the perfect timing. There never timing. is. And it turned out to be the perfect timing. Yeah. But um, at the time I remember I, I found out and I was, I would just kind of took a test to be like, rule it out, you know, oh, just, and I wasn't even thinking it could be, but I was yeah. like, I'll just, rule, I'll just rule it out. We just got back from our honeymoon and, um, yeah, I called, I called Kenyon straight away crying on the phone mm. and he, he was in a meeting um, at, at, at a job that he'd been working in for a little bit and um, he um, was on loudspeaker and the whole, <gasps> the whole <laughs> office heard me <laughs> crying into the phone saying, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> So it was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. But yeah, so it's a funny story. But, oh, yeah. I love that. A friend of us that exactly said exactly that with the perfect timing, he said, you know, Celine, there never is a perfect timing. The perfect timing is when they come. And that's just it. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you there. It's just like, first you think, oh my God. And then looking back, you know, that was the right moment. And that was the right exactly. time. Exactly. Mm. I think that the, the, little, um, the little babies choose when they're coming. It doesn't matter what else is happening. They they're like, we're coming. <laughs> yeah. This is it. We're storming your world. <laughs> yeah. Ready or not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, what did you do before? <laughs> Tell us what you did um, before you decided to become a midwife or doula as well. Um, yeah. So I guess I always saw myself as a bit of a nomad and mm. a, little, a little bit lost. I, um, I traveled for kind of 12 years doing different jobs I did Mm. a lot of different jobs um, a lot of different courses and you know worked in so many different um, fields just trying to kind of find something I was really passionate about and yeah um, and you know in that time as much as I thought well maybe you know at the time I was like oh am I wasting time like I should be trying to do something but Mm. it was really good because um, you know traveling all over the world and living in different countries I experienced so many different things that when I look back now, I can see how um, once I found my passion, it all makes sense. Like all the experiences that I had almost like led up to that moment of me being like, of course, this is, why didn't I like realize this sooner? Like this makes sense for me, just what, um, what was going on in, in those moments of traveling and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. And traveling is always such a transformation in that way because it pushes us out of our comfort zone and kind of pushes our boundaries not as much as motherhood does but <laughs> yeah. <it> t- <laughs> yeah I always feel like it's um yeah such such a beautiful thing to do that and often um yeah I agree like I had exactly the same with um when we started traveling the world and I did that before but then when um, my first son was nine months, we started traveling the world with a surfing world wow. tour uh, and did that two years. And then when my second son was born, we went to Africa for a year. And that was all. But then, you know, like as, as you say, you travel the world and you're doing that. But you have moments where you think like, 
but what what is it what what, what do mm. i want to do and then all these moments like like you just said and steve i always think about steve jobs because he says you need to connect the dots and then you mm. look back and you literally like those dots always connect to where you are now and what you're doing yeah wow i hadn't heard that that really yeah it definitely resonates with me i mm. just look back and think yeah, exactly. All everything just led exactly to where it was supposed to. Every little experience, you know, down to those tiny ones that you wouldn't even think would have an impact in the future. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I agree. Um, I talk a lot, a lot about because I have experienced postnatal depression or anxiety. So I um, very much feel like finding balance in motherhood is a huge, huge part, especially because we we go through that transitional part. Um, so how I'm just interested, what kind of resources did you or do you still use to keep balanced and happy as a parent? Yeah, so um, that's, yeah, a really, a really awesome question um, <laughs> that I think um, being able to identify what um, helps you um, and your mental health is like yeah. is so important, especially in those early days. You know, after you've had a baby. Um, for me, um, I have never been a really um, structured um, person. You know, that follows routine, and so yeah. Um, when I first had Jasper, um, and you know, things were just all so different. I found it a little a little difficult not to have some sort of um, structure to my day. Mm. Um, and so since then I've kind of um, tried to incorporate um, not so much a routine but more of like a ritual every day that I know yeah. that I can kind of go to um, when things are feeling overwhelming or, you know, I'm having a moment or whatever. And, um, you know, I really like to just – brew a pot of tea or, um, you know, take five minutes of meditation. Like for me, that's always been important. I started, um, kind of meditating when I was younger, having problems sleeping and stuff when I was 10. So that's been always a really great, um, tool for me in my own mental health. And if Mm. I don't have that, I can see that there, um, you know, I can really tell that I haven't taken the time to do that. Um, and then also just like little things like making sure I take a shower, um, you know, when Jess was asleep, like when he was asleep in the morning, like now he only has, you know, one nap in the afternoon. But in those early days, I just had this little ritual that I would stick to. Um, and that really just kind of helped me get through those, those hard days and, and, um, and also like, um, community. Uh, Mm. I think that is super important and I didn't realize actually how important that is in mental health until I had a baby and Mm. um, I I mean I was away from all of my friends and family and um, we had Kenyon's family of course which was great and um, you know but I didn't have my mom there and Mm. so I really um, kind of found peace in creating like a little community of mothers and um, other women that I resonated with and we would do things together like you know we do those cliche things like baby and mama yoga yeah you know like that kind of stuff which you know oh on Wednesday I have that to look forward to or whatever so that was nice or 
you know, sometimes we just go to each other's house and we'd almost be still in our pajamas and cook for each other and just talk while our, you know, babies would hang out or whatever. And a lot of my, um, you know, friends that were mothers had kids that were older as well. And I'd love kind of asking them questions and listening to their stories and just like interpreting things through other women's eyes. It really helped me navigate that kind of um, time in my life as well by having that um, guidance around me. So Mm. I think, I think that's important and you don't need to have a big, you know, community of 50 women, even if you have two good friends that you can kind of um, talk to about things and that can be like your mental health or, you know, your sex life or mm. um, your your baby's teething and you want some tips or, you know, it doesn't have to be all related to motherhood but just having that little kind of mama tribe I think is yeah. is key. And you can see that in, in our, um, you know, communities because they have those mums and bubs things for women and yeah. like and women thrive off that. So mm. it's like really – um, cultivating that I think is is really important yeah, yeah I agree yeah it's yeah your mama tribe is such important um mm-hmm. yeah make makes a big difference and it's especially as you say and I was in the same position um if you don't have family around um it's just you need that kind of support from others that actually go through exactly the same stuff and yeah and just having that yeah and also just having that communication um, makes a difference because if you have a toddler you almost are the only one talking the whole day if your partner is away working it's literally <laughs> like you say what's going on and you know you prepare them that you go there and we do this and da 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 but yeah. actually there's not really a flowing conversation there it's just a one-way street <laughs> exactly I know it's it's nice to like um, you know not just hear your own voice all the time yeah yeah and how do you feel like do you have that now in australia as well like moving from from the states to here do you feel your family is here right so you have have that and have you have you created the mama tribe already or is it still in the making (laughs) um yeah so it's been a little bit um that has been a little bit tough for me actually Mm. because um I guess for the first time, because I was so transient for most of my life, I kind of, I made great friends, but then I would move on and, you know, move around and whatnot. So when I found that kind of little community in Colorado, um, it was really like refreshing for me. And I really, I really loved it. And then moving back, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing because I have my family now and my sisters and, um, and it's different, but with them, with, in terms of like the mama tribe, I haven't, um, really made that same kind of community connection yet. And I have a really, um, a great friend that lives here that I went to school with. And really that's about it (laughs) for Mm. me at the moment. Um, Mm. and it's been really busy, you know, with, um, being a full-time student and, um, navigating all of that. So I would, um, I would love to, you know, really try and make more of an effort and connect with more women, um, you know, like-minded women. But it's also been hard with, um, you know, coronavirus and everything. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. just made it all, um, yeah, massive. Um, there's yeah. actually, you. do you know about mamatribe.com.au? Like they... Yes, 
I feel like I've heard of it. I, yeah. I haven't really looked into it, but it definitely rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. I just um, saw that the other day. I'm like, oh my god, how, how do I not know about this? I mean, now <laughs> I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with my mama tribe. Like, I've got some beautiful women here. But at the same time, if you know, especially where we are, where this kind of more, although we're a coastal town, we're considered rural rule like victoria so mm-hmm. that means i feel like if no one knows about this that's definitely something that's yeah connecting women together yeah, in the same really nice. yeah 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 it's awesome yeah and yeah. i always feel like it also takes time like i, I like you know you, you've just been here and I th- sometimes having just especially having your family there but just having one or two friends is can make such a difference because um, yeah. like for me it's like I I remember when I was pregnant and I mean obviously we were not we were never like completely here we were a little bit like you you know like a nomad <laughs> life but <Yeah>. um <laughs> which I love but at the same time it is quite lonely sometimes you know oh, and yeah, definitely yeah and I feel like even now we're living here for eight years now um, when I had my kids or my first son, I had no one like, or actually at one, one person that had one other mama. And now it's probably up to maybe four or five, but they are very strong yeah. now, which is beautiful. But it just getting like finding the right type of people that fit you, I feel like, and where I you don't feel, isn't it where you just don't feel judged as well because so often I went to those mother's groups and you go like oh my god I just don't connect with anybody in here and I think that's like something that a lot of women face because mm. and I and I talked about that with Kenyan a lot um a lot of women um you know end up friends with other women based on the fact that they they have babies at the same yeah. time and which yeah. is beautiful and and I love that that we, that women um, are just so open to to relationships with everyone but um, when I think when you're trying to create like a really tight kind of um, group of of women friends you you want them to be someone that you would be friends with whether you had kids or not correct you know yeah. and not just having that as being the only common thread because I think um like it, it can be a bit more of a um like I, I don't want to say chore but it just becomes a little it's not as a natural kind yeah. of the interactions aren't as easy and I mean that's just coming from me and I'm an introvert so I find it really hard to go out there and like make social connections with people as it is and mm. Um, I think that's why it does take me like you a lot, a lot of time to kind of create that little community of really close friends, because, you know, I really look for those people, um, that I resonate with. Yeah. And, and I also love obviously, um, you know, meeting other women that have babies the same age. Like that's really exciting for me as well. And being able to connect and talk about, Oh, like what, you know, what's happening? Like, how are you feeling or whatever? Like, that's really cool. But just finding that like really close knit group of people, I yeah. think you want to be a little more, you know, um, focused on like who kind of makes you feel like yourself the most. Yeah. You know? oh, I so, so agree. Yeah. Because I feel like especially even, even when, 
Like, I feel like you need to find a mom where you don't start cleaning before they come. It needs to be that yeah. connection. Because if you kind of already worry about what they think about you in terms of, is your toilet clean or is this clean? And, oh, and by the way, I've baked some fresh cookies there too. And yeah, I do make my own bread <laughs> and there's my homemade pasta. And, and you think like, yeah. you yeah. want to just connect to those people where you know they are, and, and I can be in my pajamas. That's and, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can also call them, you know, when you <laughs> maybe felt guilty about yelling at your child because you had a shit day and mm -hmm. that's okay. And you just, you know, share those moments because really that is reality of motherhood. Like most of the yeah. time it is, it can be very, very hard. And you want to have somebody yeah. where, you know, you call and say, hey, it's okay, especially, you know, if you, mm -hmm. yeah, if you don't have your family around or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel you need that, like, support that you've, I think the key thing is, like, not having that judgment correct. Like, involved in the relationship and just being free of judgment. And I think that should be in every relationship anyway. But Absolutely. Especially with those women that you really trust, you know. Yeah, because you, really otherwise, what's the point of having that relationship? Exactly. Yeah, what's the point of any relationship? Yeah. Yeah, if there's judgment involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I totally yeah. agree. Um, awesome. Um, I, the last question I really have is, and I love this one, it's like when you think about a new mama or even just new parents, um, if you could only give one advice, what would that be? Um, oh, well, I think um, for me it's a pretty easy one. I mm. think like intuition, like using your oh, intuition. And yeah. that's, you know, as a mother, as, you know, a father, whatever, um, I think it's so easy, you know, in our culture today where – exposed to so many you know um things like technology and books and social media and you know tv or whatever and we have so much information coming at us from all different angles and we kind of lose track of our own intuition our own gut feeling about um you know our our place as a parent and so i always just think like at the end of the day It's good to be informed. I'm all about that, of course. Like be informed, do your research, um, use critical thinking and, you know, tap into the resources around you. But also take those little like key things that stand out to you and resonate with you and then um, use them and don't kind of worry about what other people are doing and get lost in that. Just use your intuition and it'll guide you in, in everything you need to do to become um, you know, the, the mother or the father that you're destined to be, because I think, um, you know, like we are the perfect, like people that know how to raise our own children. And so, you know, no one can tell us how to do that. They can guide us mm. and give us advice. And, and then at the end of the day, um, you know, we can, we can decide what works for us and, and not worry about, um, feeling feeling judged about making a decision that might be different to our good friend you know mm, or parents um, yeah exactly mm. like I um I know that when Jasper was a baby um like the women that um I I would hang out with you know a lot of them um that also had babies at the same time were doing you know the the structured sleep where it was you mm. know like the baby goes down at this time wakes up and then 
goes back down and which was amazing and you could see that it really worked for them mm. and I was like wow that's awesome and um for, and I was like interested in what you know what what is it that you're doing like oh okay and for me like intuitively that didn't like work Sit for right. me mm, um yeah yeah so I was just like okay well I'm just gonna do my thing and yeah. let Jasper sleep when he's tired and you know and we just did things a little bit differently um and but I I wasn't closed off to that idea mm. but I just intuitively kind of followed that and I said you know one day if it comes a time where like maybe we'll need to do something like that like we can look at it or whatever but right now um you know that that isn't right for me and um, it worked out really well because Jasper's like he just was a great sleeper and he did it his way and it wasn't structured but it really worked for our family and I'd have I tell my friends like oh you know Jasper sleeps in our bed and just breastfeeds you know when he wants to yeah. and they're like oh my god that would drive me insane and, <laughs> and that just shows like the difference you know some yeah. women that their intuitions like I would be crazy if I had to do mm. that whereas. For me, I'd feel crazy if I had to like get up and go into another room and yeah. like wake myself up. And so it's just, yeah, it's just being intuitive with like your own mothering instincts and and following it and and feeling proud of like the decisions that you make and not worrying about you know anyone else judging you because you're making the right decision for your baby and it's the right one. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful advice. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so because guilt is such a big emotion, I think, in motherhood. And very oh, often, yeah. you know, I think naturally women worry about things more and very often we overthink things as well. So it's like, you know, when we if we just come back, as you say, to our intuition, then nothing needs to be um thought again it's like you made that mm. decision and there is no guilt you've made that already and that was the right choice and just like going yeah letting go from that ah, mm. doubt and guilt yeah. into just really following your intuition I think that's yeah you said it beautifully I love that it's great advice oh I don't know I mean I think yeah exactly what you said it's so true um, because guilt is such a huge a huge thing that um, I mean, I know I was faced with like, oh, you know, I feel guilty that, you know, I'm not doing it this way or I should be doing it that way or, you know, my mum said like to do this and then I get this huge sense of guilt and then when I just kind of peel away those layers of, you know, guilt and worry and judgment and I'd be like, actually, no, like what I'm doing is is right because, you know, it works for our family. And yeah. It was kind of nice in a way um, being away like from my – like I miss my mum every day. But, mm. um, you know, having that as a first-time mum, I guess the silver lining was that having that space, um, you know, because I know even now moving back, being close to my mum, I will be like, mum, like how do I do this? And I'm like, I know how to do this. Why am I asking my mum how yeah. to do it? But – I think that if I was really close to my mum at the time when I had Jasper, I would have not been able to tap into my intuition as um, well as I felt like I was doing because I would have just been like, mum, what do I do? Mum, what do I do? Yeah. You know, because it's just the kind of relationship that I had with her that I just yeah. rely on her for all the answers. And so um, it was kind of a nice process for me to realise that, wow, like, I have, like, I didn't think I would, but I had, like, mothering instincts and intuition yeah. that 
if I followed it, it actually worked out really well. So yeah, mm. it was, yeah, I think it's important to, to do that. Yeah. Huge, huge. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. I think that sums it all up beautifully. I really loved having you on and I'm sure we will have you on, um, in the future again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun to, to be a part of it. Awesome. Thanks heaps. This completes this week's episode. For all show notes and more information, head to my website, selenemarlee.com or follow me on Instagram at Restless Mama. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review so others can find it too. I hope to see you next time. Until then, have a beautiful week.